0: Goldhammer, you're number two on my list, buddy. We appreciate you being in for Amber Wilson tonight here on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM channel. 80 with Aaron Goldhammer on me and Fitz Simmons. The NFL owners' meetings are taking place in Irving, Texas, about 18 miles from where I live. And Albert Breer, our good friend from MMQB, uh, SI.com, follow him on X at Albert Breer, is in town, and Breer, you didn't call me. You, you, you called Tim McMahon, one of our NBA insiders, I, I guess you, know, you needed uh, Lurch to make you look better. We'll touch on that coming up in a moment, but let's get right to it. NFL owners' meetings are underway, and you told us during the break that the Tush Push is actually on the NFL owners' agenda. It's a football play. So what is wrong with what Philadelphia is doing, and why is it on the agenda? I've actually, like,
1: sort of evolved my thinking on this. Like, at first I was like, eh, you know. But then, to me, it's like, I, I think plays like this, like, the fact that nobody else can run it effectively makes me not want to outlaw it. You know what I mean? Yes! Cause then, I mean, that, that like to me, it's like if one team is just really good at it, like hey, like, what's the problem? You know what I mean? Like this isn't, you know, if, if you're thinking, okay, it's a cheat code and it's turning short yardage situations non competitive. Then I could see that. But this is only working for one team, so you're penalizing one team for coming up with the idea um, to do it this way and then becoming very, very effective at it. I man, I, I mean, to me, yeah,
0: uh, that one, that one drives me nuts, man, because they've got a quarterback that can squat a house. They have a Hall of Fame right. center that has a remarkable. Low center of gravity and two guards next to that center named Kelsey that were also former centers that are strong as oxes. You can't replicate yep. that. Sorry to hear about it. And until you until you draft those four guys, good luck to you in trying to stop it.
1: Sorry. Right. And 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 why? Because you don't like that it works all the time, right. or because yes. like if this, I'll, I'll I'll put it this way, right? Like if there was a pass play that was a cheat code for some team, like right, like. Like running the, uh, running the corner out in Madden 97. Um, oh, yeah, yeah <laughs> You know, yeah, with, yeah, would the, the yeah. league be talking about outlawing it? No. Um, you know, I just think it's and, – and, and look, like I, I know we've talked about player health and safety. And that's an important piece of all of this, of course. But, I mean, I don't feel like there's been an overabundance of injuries on these plays. I, like, I don't know, maybe I'm missing something, but I don't feel like there's been one. I mean, they're all – it's no. obviously a physical play. But it's all close contact. there's not somebody like running with a full head of steam at somebody um I don't I, I, that's the I've come around on too is like the more I look at it, I'm like, yeah, it's like a physical play, but I don't know that it's overly dangerous, you know, especially if your quarterback is executing it properly.
0: Albert Breer, NFL insider, mmqb.com, si.com. You can follow him on X, at Albert Breer, joining us here on ESPN Radio. Kansas City Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes says he regrets his outburst during the game, especially with his interaction with Josh Allen, Buffalo Bills quarterback. What was your reaction when you saw him going nuts and going after officials and then what he said to his friend Mm -hmm. in Josh Allen uh, on Sunday? Yeah, yeah.
1: so I was a little surprised to see that. I was a little surprised to see Andy Reid be as vocal as he has been. Um, but I think it's I think it's actually like pretty easily explainable. I think, you know, it's, it's Mahomes and that team. When you're in that sort of position that they're in, that, you know, New England was in for all of those years, um, you know, that Green Bay was in when Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback, like how when the expectation is so high week to week and you're taking everybody's best shot week to week, there's, an intensity and a pressure to it. And, you know, I think what you saw from Patrick Mahomes was a reaction in the moment, which was very human and very normal and raw. And, you know, then he comes back the next day and, 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 and makes good on it, you know? And I think in Andy Reid's case, it was surprising to see him speak so openly, but the more people I've talked to from the Chiefs, the more it's like, yeah, he was just getting his players back, you know? And so I think that's all that was. And, I think the unfortunate thing about it, Ian, is like, like, I don't know what people expect the official to do. Now, you saw like the ground level view. I think a fan yep, shot it, right? Yep, yep. And if you watch that, like, A, he's clearly offside, but B, the ref throws the flag almost right away. What's that official supposed to do? Like, go and pick up, the, like, go to the other officials and say, yeah, he was offside. But that was a really cool play, so let's pick it up. like, no. Like, that's just, that doesn't make any sense. I didn't you know, know that I mean? was going to
0: happen, America. My bad.
1: <laughs> right. right. Like, I think any argument is pandering and idiotic. To the contrary, I mean, the officials have gotten a lot of stuff wrong, and it's have interfered in some spots when they shouldn't have. But I I think in this particular case, especially because it was a point of emphasis, and because it's Kadarius Tony who has, you know, proven himself over and over again to be a little bit of a knucklehead, this is what it is. Like, the call was correct, and the call was valid, and, like, it's not on the official to make sure that you're on side it's on you to make sure you're on side you're a professional athlete
0: Albert Breer the latest news around the National Football League joining us on ESPN radio with Aaron Goldhammer Rummy, me and Fitzsimmons all right the headline is Justin Herbert Chargers quarterback fractured right index finger done for the yep. year is how much of the story though is the future of their head coach and Brandon Staley
1: yeah I mean you know I, and, I, and and it's interesting because you know now we're going into a Thursday night stage and we've seen what these standalone games can do you know um and whether it's fair or not the reality is when you do have these standalone national games it can a lot of times ramp up discussion on what's going to happen with the team's coach and um so like what do they look like with easton sticking there um and a depleted crew of receivers obviously mike williams josh palmer have been out um and keenan allen's been carrying a lot on his own um they're banged up in the offensive line as well and um, so, like, let's see now, like, does the team rally for Brandon Staley? Um, I'm not saying they even have to win, but I think what you, what you would want to see on, on Thursday night is a, is a tough, competent effort that shows that the team is still playing for its coach. And this is going to be a really good test of that because, again, you lose, your, you lose your quarterback, you're on a short week, and you're going up against a very beatable opponent, but you're on the road. So I think in a, in a certain way the locker room might tell us where it stands on Brandon Staley. Um, on Thursday night, and yeah, then we go from there.
0: How much of a conversation uh, by everyone you're talking to about the Dallas Cowboys has gone from prove it to now believe it?
1: So we just talked about the Chargers, right? Yep. So here's what's so interesting about it. At the beginning of the year, like a lot, I feel like one of the narratives was Dak Prescott's going to miss Kellen Moore, right? And, oh, no, Mike McCarthy's got more control of the offense. <laughs> and then Dak throws those picks over the summer. And a lot of people were jamming on the panic button. And do you even re-sign Dak Prescott? And I remember sitting with Mike, you know, at, at, at camp and, and he explained it to me, just said like, look, like we're working on off schedule stuff with him and we want him to be a little less robotic and play with more instinct out there and be more of a playmaker. So we're going through this right now with him and, there are going to be mistakes, and he's going to try to figure out what works and what doesn't work. And he, he and we trust that this is going to take us to a better place. And I think it sort of underscores how wrong a lot of people were about Mike McCarthy. And you know, like I think the season that he's gotten out of, out, of, out of Jack Prescott in combination with like what's happened with Kellen Moore and Justin Herbert and the Chargers in general, don't you look at it and say a lot of people were wrong? And, like, maybe Mike McCarthy does know what he's doing with quarterbacks. Right. Um, right. You know, I just think, I just think, I, I think we, we're seeing the best of Dak Prescott right now. We're seeing the best of Mike McCarthy right now. and You add that to what's an already really talented roster, you got a team that's going to be really, really dangerous in the playoffs.
0: Breer, you know the Buckeyes as well as any person that I know that does, is not there in the locker room in Columbus, Ohio. There's all these reports that Marvin Harrison Jr., Heisman finalist, is going to be a top five pick in the 2024 Fair. NFL draft. Um, Marvin Harrison is being, you know, thrown 20 to 25 million dollars to make one more run with your beloved Buckeyes. How much are you hearing about this? Is true or is this just you know internet yeah. fodder? What, well, what's the latest on this?
1: I. <laughs> I I don't know where that money would be coming from. It's a lot of money. But I do think, like, you know, the people I've talked to think Marvin is genuinely bothered by the fact that he hasn't beaten Michigan, that he hasn't won the Big Ten title. I think he's going pro. Let me me be clear about that. But I also think it's part of, like, a broader conversation that there are a lot of guys in in that locker room who have a chance to be drafted. And I think there's, like, a broader conversation going on with some of those guys about who Wants to come
0: back and stick it to everybody in twenty twenty four. I think we saved the best for last. What roll tide? <laughs> no, Tommy DeVito's <laughs> agent, quarterback, New York Giants. Right? I mean, one. Yeah. I mean, what a great nickname, Tommy Cutlets. Hey, yeah. hey, man, Brie, how you been? Ah, huh? I mean, yeah. but is the agent? You know him? I mean, is this dude? Is that was that a bit with the black, you know, suit with the pinstripes no, I mean, and the gold no. chain and the gold phone and all that? I mean, explain this guy.
1: Yeah, he can be he can be a little over the top. So, uh, no, I would say I wasn't shocked that uh I wasn't shocked that that he might be uh looking for a way to find himself on camera and maybe knows that uh that doing that would do it and um yeah, I, I wouldn't say that was out of character too much for him.
0: Okay, I was expecting a little that's more all. from you on that. That's all. That's, that's, yeah, that's no, all. I mean, that's I, all. I would say I,
1: I, I, I would say I would say par for the course. How about that? Par for the course.
0: <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. How old would you live in your mom's house? Tommy is still living in his mom's house. So, At what point would you say because, you know? I mean, I
1: love every I love dude, I love everything about the Tommy DeVito. So I'm with you. I, yeah, I'm with all, you. By all account. by all accounts, I don't know him. By all accounts, he's a great kid. Yep. Um I, I this is the this is the this is the funniest detail though, so I had him on the phone after um after the, the after a game a couple weeks ago, and he's taking me through some stuff and like we get into I'm like dude dude I gotta like ask you about you know your about living at your parents house and you know, he was great about that and uh, at the end he actually said to me his commute to the stadium is shorter than his
0: commute was to high school from his parents house. <laughs> That's, Isn't that amazing? That's fantastic. If I'm Saquon and <laughs> the boys, I want I want some home cooked Devito Mama Devito meals, right? Dude, I did mean, you
1: see? Did you see the shots of the tailgate? Holy Oh my crap. god,
0: Dude, that Who makes your Buckeyes and your Natty Light look JV? I mean, dude, that...
1: dude, 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 that 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 spread looked like it could have had like a hundred Italians. like, Come I mean, on. like everything was like, I mean, like, uh, and and God, like my, you know, I I've been to a bunch of Italian weddings. and You know, obvious. Like they're always well stocked, but like for a tailgate to have that much food out there, like unbelievable.
0: It was a hundred people deep, folks, and uh, it was an endless run. It looked like a football field long of just table after table of food after food. Like
1: a warehouse of like Italian food. (laughs)
0: Unbelievable. We're gonna carb up, baby. We're gonna carb up, Bert. You're the best, man. Thank you so much for your time. As always, go Bucks. We'll talk to you soon. All right, thanks, Fitz. That's our pleasure, man. Albert Breer, MMQBSI.com, joining us here on ESPN Radio. And that, that tailgate was absolutely varsity level. All right, coming up, we're going to get to your phone calls. If In case you're just tuning in, the Tush Push from Philadelphia, Bert told us, is actually on the NFL owner's agenda as meetings are going on right now in Irving, Texas. Do you have a problem? Should it be outlawed or... Is what Philadelphia is doing legit as it gets? Eight 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 say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. We get to the Tush push. Should it be banned? Next, right here on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast
2: is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there.
0: Albert Breer, MMQB, SI.com, just joined us from the NFL owners meetings which are taking place in Irving, Texas, and he really drew me off sides. The tush push that the Eagles are the only team that can, can execute this play consistently is actually on the NFL owners' agenda to either let it continue or to outlaw it from the NFL. With Aaron Goldhammer, I'm Ian Simmons here on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. We appreciate you spending part of your evening with us. In case you're just tuning in, here's Albert Breer and why the owners are looking to ban this thing or not ban it. Why is, is it on the agenda? What does he think about the NFL looking into it? Here he is. If there was a pass play that was
1: a cheat code for some team, like running the, uh, running the corner out in Madden 97... Um, (laughs) You know, would would, would the league be talking about outlawing it? No. And look, like I I know we've talked about player health and safety. That's an important piece of all this, of course. But, I mean, I don't feel like there's been an overabundance of injuries on these plays. I like I don't know, maybe I'm missing something, but I don't feel like there's been one. I mean they're all it's no. obviously a physical play, but it's all close contact. There's not somebody like running with a full head of steam at somebody. I, that's something I've come around on too, is like the more I look at it, I'm like, yeah, it's like a physical play, but I don't know that it's overly dangerous, you know? Especially if your quarterback is executing it properly.
0: To me, Aaron, there is zero reason to even have this damn thing on the agenda. It's not like every team is able to do it. Therefore, that would be, as he mentioned, a cheat code, right? That's an you know, NFL term for, you know, hey, they found a loophole in some rules, so we got to ban this thing. One team's able to do it because they have a Hall of Fame center with a low center of gravity, two guards that were also former centers who are as strong as oxes, and a quarterback that can squat a house. You can't yeah. replicate that, Aaron. Yeah, so why I, the I, hell is this on the agenda?
4: So, Ian, I've come around, I guess, on this. When I first saw it, I got to admit, I didn't like it. It just didn't feel like football to me. It felt like they started playing a different sport. Rugby. In the midst of a fourth and one. Yes, exactly. So to me, in order to accomplish fourth and one, I don't want to play rugby. I don't want to play tennis. I don't want to play basketball. You should have to play football in order to get the one yard. But then what you're saying is has come true, which is all these other teams try to do it and they can't. See, I thought that every team would try it and then it would make every fourth and one – an automatic everybody's getting it because offensive lines are getting behind guys and shoving them over the line of scrimmage. But the fact that the Eagles are the only team that have figured out how to accomplish this makes me think maybe it is an acquired skill and therefore it does fall under the guidelines of football, That under sort of the column of football, when in my head at first I rejected it because it didn't look like the sport that I know. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. But, again,
0: you can't replicate it. It, it. Football's a copycat sport. And you can't replicate two guards strong as oxes, a Hall of Fame center and a, and a quarterback that can squat a Buick. I mean, you, you can't replicate that. So how do you feel, folks, about the tush push being on the NFL owner's agenda to possibly outlaw it? 888-SAY-ESPN, Eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Roy, the truck driver on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Roy, what do you got?
5: Ian, this is so sad. Are you kidding me? They're mad because the Eagles can do it. Well, they don't mind it when you guys are in the, you know, up the field doing fourth and one, doing the same thing quarterback sneak. There's not much difference than that. Really? If you guys don't want them doing the tush push, then play better defense. They don't get that close. They can't do the tush push. That's ridiculous, Ian. That's so stupid. They don't have better things to do. Make, a, make their helmets safer from having concussions on that hard turf. Why don't y'all do that? What you think, Ian?
0: Oh, I agree with the, the last part. But, by the way, where are you and what are you hauling?
5: I am about to haul some low stuff to um, Mount Vernon, Texas. I'm in Rockwall. Not too far from your house, Ian. Don't make <laughs> me come over there because I pass
0: you every week. I live in San Antonio. I'm in your
5: neighborhood Come on over, man.
0: Week. We'll feed you. <laughs> We'll fire up the big green egg, and we'll feed you, Roy. Uh, safe travels, are you, are man. Keep trucking.
4: To, is he on the road right now? That's what he just said, yeah. I'm, yeah. Oh my. I'm in the yard right now. I just hooked up
5: to my loan. There's no sense in me even driving two more hours to Mount Vernon. I'm going to get in a good night's sleep and leave about 5 in the morning. There you
0: Drive go, safe. man. Drive safely. Hey, man, all the black nights of the asphalt out there, this country can't survive without you. Keep trucking. Matt in Indiana. Matt, you're on the Dr. Pepper calling line.
4: What's up, Matt? Hey, Hey, Ian, good to talk to you. Um, I got a few
3: things
5: I want to say about the, the Tush push I'm from northern Indiana, huge Notre Dame fan. As someone who saw the Bush push in person wreck my team, I think this is the stupidest thing. It's a football play, and it's one yard. And if the offense
4: gets one yard 99 out of 100 times, that's a defensive win. So... Yeah, yeah, but not on fourth and one. See, Ian, is there a way to stop it? Like, is there a defense that you think could shut it down? That's where now defensive coordinators, like any other offensive fad that comes into the league, have to look at this and say, OK, what can we do to try to either fool the Eagles or prevent them from getting a yard? Because ultimately on fourth and one or on fourth and goal from the one, the goal isn't to get 10 yards. And the goal is to get one. So that's where this kind of comes into play. I think every other
0: team is just jealous as hell of the Philadelphia Eagles because they, they are the only one. Essentially, when the Eagles come out on offense, it's first and nine. Now, you got to do something on first, second, and third down. And the Cowboys showed you, you know, <laughs> on Sunday night. Look, you can have the tush push all you want, but you got to get to fourth and one in order to be able to execute it. But right. it is essentially first and nine, and every other team is jealous because yeah. they can't do it. I mean,. Army Navy on Sunday. I mean on Saturday. Greatest game of the year, in my opinion. It came down to a tush push, and I couldn't believe that was the final play that they ran.
4: But I know I couldn't it, either. Because you, in part because they needed more than one right. yard, which is. But but it comes down to the Eagles are the
0: only team that can do it, and that's why it should not even be on the owners' agenda.
4: If everybody can do it, then yes. Is is, is let, let me let me ask you this: If they picked Jalen Hurts up. And threw him over the line of scrimmage. Is that a football play? I'm, I'm, I'm dead serious. Let's say uh, you no. run. Let's say you run uh, offset eye formation, and Hertz gets the snap. They pick him up and they chuck him over the line. <laughs>
0: You're like, you out of your mind, <laughs> Jeff Passan. Coming up on the latest of involving Showy Otani right here on ESPN Radio.
3: Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills. Again, try Jet's signature eight corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8 S A V E. Jet's pizza. Better because it has to be.
5: Breaking news the shy Otani sweepstakes is over. Otani
2: posted on his Instagram account he is signing with the Dodgers. He's now going to join a lineup that has Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman, and that is an absurd thing to consider.
0: Well, one of our hardest hitting questions for our next guest who's got a big old brain. He, used big, he uses big words, have a thesaurus next to you because he is wicked smart. We're going to save the hardest hitting question. For last. With Aaron Goldhammer on me and Pitt Simmons, Amber Wilson has the night off here on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, as we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Jeff Passon, uh, one of our, the best MLB insiders on the planet, returns here to ESPN Radio. And Jeff, uh, look, we needed you and that big brain of yours to explain this deferred money with Shohei Otani. So the floor is yours $680 million. That's a damn Powerball and Mega Millions ticket combined in deferred <laughs> money. The floor is yours, man. Explain it.
2: I, I think it would be simpler to look at this as if the original terms of the deal, 10 years and $700 million, was never announced. Because if I told you that the Los Angeles Dodgers were paying Shohei Otani $460 million over 10 years, you would have been like, Okay, like that, that kind of makes sense. And the way that money works, a dollar today is more valuable than a dollar tomorrow, whether it's because of inflation or because of rising prices. Your money, you know, your money doesn't stretch quite as far in the future as it did in the past. And so all Shohei Otani is doing by deferring this 680 million dollars is essentially buying himself less purchasing power with his own money, but the Dodgers more purchasing power now to build a team around him. And so that's the easiest way to look at it. And the reason that he's capable of doing this is because he's already making like 50 million bucks a year off the field. So he kind of doesn't need that cash flow right now. Now, you can argue that giving people even more rich than you, like the owners of the Los Angeles Dodgers, some sort of a break is a foolish thing to do, but clearly it was a priority for Otani to, uh, to incentivize in his signing, the team that signed him to put a championship caliber core around him. And uh, that is what the hope is right now without, getting too uh, too much nerdier or wantier into math.
4: <laughs> Jeff, how do the 29 other owners in baseball feel about this?
2: Um, I think it's I think it's not unanimous. I, I talked with an owner yesterday who said, okay, like that actually makes sense and good for the Dodgers for doing that deal. Like that's a good business deal for them. And that's something that I would have wanted to do. And I think if Guys, like, here's here's the reality of it. The Dodgers are going to be paying Otani only $2 million, but that doesn't mean that they're going to be paying only $2 million this year and all of the forthcoming years. Uh, part of Major League Baseball's collective bargaining agreement is that you have to essentially fund the deferred money. So you need to take the discounted price of that deferred money so 68 million dollars with a 4.4 percent discount over 10 years means that right now if you invest 44 million dollars at 4.4 percent interest it will grow to 68 million 10 years from now you need to have that 44 million dollars in cash and you need to invest it in something safe and that you know I mean, there aren't nearly as many teams that have $44 million in cash just sitting around right now. I think most of them probably could do it, uh, but that that's not the sort of thing you're going to see except with a very moneyed team. So um, there, there are teams out there that are complaining, but they're complaining for the same reason they've always complained, which is that there's, uh, you know, five to ten teams that are significantly wealthier, have higher revenue and a greater capacity to spend or more of a desire to spend than the other teams. And uh, that there's a disparity between, you know, high revenue and low revenue teams and the low revenue teams feel like they can't win, even though the Baltimore Orioles uh, won 101 games last year, the Tampa Bay Rays won 99 games last year. I can go on and on the Arizona Diamondbacks went to the world series. All it is, is complaining. There's, there's just always a reason to bitch in baseball and everybody (laughs) loves to do it but this contract is number one within the rules outlined and agreed upon by all 30 owners voted unanimously as well as the 1200 players in the Major League Baseball Players Association so any complaining at this point direct it to them don't direct it to Otani direct it to the whole group of people who okayed the rules that these are within the bounds of
0: is this like a Bobby Bonilla type deal, Jeff? Where in thirty years this dude's still getting stroked a check from the Dodgers? Nah. Okay. Nah. He's all right. just
2: he, he's he's going to be getting sixty-eight million dollars a year for the ten years okay. after this contract is up. So
0: yeah, it's like – still brilliant. I mean, still brilliant, man. Yeah. It, it,
2: well, it is okay, but is it brilliant? I mean, it all depends on so. your
0: risk tolerance, right?
2: Oh. And and to some people. Getting $68 million a year, uh, you know, 10 years later does feel brilliant. But to some people, I would rather have like the $44 million right now and put it inside of a vehicle that's making 7%. And after 10 years, that would be $90 million.
0: Jeff Pass, an MLB insider here with us on ESPN Radio. with Aaron Goldhammer in for Amber Wilson on me and Pitt Simmons. All right, here's the hardest-hitting question. Is it okay? For a dog owner to walk by any house in your neighborhood and deposit his dog's bag of feces into any random trash can that is on the curb for pickup.
2: Do we know that the trash people are definitively coming the next day? Yes. I think it's okay. But I was told by my wife on a walk that it is definitely not okay you scumbag bring that bag back to our house now
0: so this happened to you recently this is tremendous Uh, what was your reaction not
2: recent this was this was years ago and i've been carrying i've been (laughs) like shamefully carrying around bags of feces ever since i see trash cans and i'm like it's just getting picked up the next day there's no harm in this none none whatsoever But she's, I mean, she's, here's the thing. She's a better person than I am. So I trust her on things like this.
0: Oh, we're going to the phones. Jeff, we greatly appreciate your time as always, man. Thank you so much. Before you go to the phones, what happened? I need to know. Well, so I'm sitting here in my studio, windows right behind me. Aaron, you can, you can see it. And I'm just earlier in the day, I was on Sirius XM and I watched this guy go by and drop you know, his, his dog dropped a deuce in my yard. I'm going, all right, you better yep. pick that up. He okay. did. Yeah. And then my trash yep. can is on the curb, and he just dropped in the trash can. I did not have a problem with it. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. I don't want to carry around crap for the, for however long totally. he's going to be going. So, yeah, I'm with you. I don't have a problem with it. My wife is with your wife. Yes. She takes Very the dogs for a walk, and she carries those bags all, for a mile and a half. And then brings them back yeah. to our house and deposits them in our trash can. To,
4: to me, there's a difference yeah, uh, between a public garbage can and a private garbage can. And I, I would draw that distinction. I would agree with the wives. Keep your dog's poop out of my garbage. It could stain the bottom. What if it opens? I don't want, you know, to be responsible. What? It can stain the bottom? The bottom? Like, what if are the bag opens? The what are you feeding your you dog? Can? I'm just saying, what if the bag yeah, opens, what if something, I, 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 that's not your the logical
2: side now, stop, J- Jeff, Aaron. Jeff, just Jeff, stop.
4: what that's not and your garbage can, and Get your, your hands. first argument
0: was
2: that your trash cans going to be stained by poop in a bag, you've lost
0: already, you're just done, dude, to our side. Put baby in a corner. Goldhammer's out, man. I mean,
4: I mean are you kidding me? You don't know what's going to happen to that bag once you leave it. It's being it picked up by a massive truck. Up. Oh, I don't. Yeah. The, f- funny you say that because if I've got poop stain on the bottom of my garbage can, you're. It's buying It's a, a
0: garbage new one. can. Nope, you're All buying right, me a new one, Jeff. I've got this, man. Thank you so much for your time. You're you're a brilliant human being. Thanks, buddy.
4: Please, please,
2: just just help that child i'm trying Please, i'm
0: I, I promise you i'm doing everything that i possibly can we appreciate your time golden phone lines are now open on Goldhammer 888 say espn 888 729 i'm, right here. I'm gonna three, watch this seven, i'm gonna win this. can
4: i get the damn phone number out <laughs> yes okay fine give the people the phone number <laughs> then i want to back up my point for a second 888
0: 729-3776 you your argument is based on a stain on the bottom of a trash can. It's trash. If you have old chili, it's stained
4: the trash can. Have you looked inside those gray trash cans? Uh, first of all, I have very nice, expensive trash cans. For, uh, from From many of our sponsors here on ESPN Radio. Be- because I live in a community in Ohio where you get judged based on the quality of your garbage cans. And if your garbage can isn't good enough, the garbage people will not pick up your trash. I kid you not. If it doesn't pass muster for the it's community. The inside which of the can. You're not now, slapping feces from a dog on, a, on the outside. I mean, that's what you think. You don't know once you throw it out. It's in a garbage can. It's going to get jostled around. The knot could come untied. Here, here's the, the other can. thing. This is, this is not a public garbage can. This is the point I want to make. There's a difference between... A public garbage can in which you could throw anything in. You could throw a, uh, you know, a, a soda can. You could toss a, a newspaper, whatever you want. This is my private garbage can. It is for my trash. It is so not let for me get this your and trash.
0: So let me get this straight. I'm walking my dog in your neighborhood. I know yes. you.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: You just dropped number three on my list. So then, <laughs> right, anyway. So now. I go by your house. I'm carrying a bag of feces that my dog has dropped. A bag. In, ca- of feces. in case you are just tuning yes. in, in case you are just tuning in, the question was, and the topic came up because I was hosting a show earlier on Sirius XM, and I turned around and my the, the studio where I do the show from in my house, you can see the street, and I turned around during a break, and a guy's dog was dropping one in my yard. He picked it up. It's pick. It's trash can day. It's it's, it's garbage pickup tomorrow. Yep. Trash cans are out there. Yep. He goes in, drops it right in my trash can. I have no problem with that. It's a trash can. Did he? So the tie question the, is did to he America. The bag. Hey, yes. 888 Say ESPN. What would you, is it okay to drop the dog's poop in a random neighborhood person's trash can? And do you have a problem or do you agree with Goldhammer? Would you be offended if? It's stained the inside of your trash can. I still can't get over that. It's a trash can, Goldie.
4: You're worried it's, about the stain on the inside of a trash can. It's my trash can. If you asked me permission and I said yes, you'd knock on the door You would, uh, or send me a text message <laughs> if we're such good friends in this situation that you're laying out. And I'm you talking said, random can I use, stranger. If you get permission... Care. If you get permission, then yes. Otherwise, that is my trash can for my dog and my kid and my poop, and it's not a public garbage can for your use. Because if everybody used my garbage can, my thing would be overflowing with poop, and then what am I supposed to
0: do? Oh, dear Lord. All right, we may either get into Justin Fields and the Bears or this with you right here on ESPN Radio when you return. I never dreamed we'd be having this conversation here on ESPN radio, but because of Jeff Passan, we are. Well, Aaron Goldhammer, I'm Ian Simmons here on ESPN radio, and it involves dogs, feces, and trash cans. And it kind of organically came up in conversation. If you are just tuning in, we were talking to Jeff Passan, MLB insider, about Shohei Otani's deferred contract and what it means for other baseball teams, and then – Earlier in the day, a guy was walking by my house when I was uh, doing a show on Sirius XM and his dog dropped one in my yard. He picked it up and then my it's pickup day tomorrow for, for the neighborhood trash. And so he just dropped it right there in the old gray trash can at the end of my driveway and moved on. I don't, I don't have a problem with it. But my my wife is one of those that will carry the poop around with her for two miles with the dogs and then bring it into our garage and deposit it, passing said, no, I mean, he's good with it. Just drop it in any random neighborhood trash can. It's a trash can. Goldhammer, who's in for Amber Wilson,
4: Aaron Goldhammer,
0: your stance is?
4: My stance is that it's my garbage can. And I, frankly, Ian, here's the thing. I don't want your dog poop in my garbage can, but I also don't want anything of yours in my garbage. It's my garbage can. I don't want you walking into my house if you're not invited, and I don't want you throwing anything into my trash can unless I explicitly tell you that it's okay.
0: Unbelievable. All right. Amber and Ian is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Let's go to the phones on this. All right. 888-SAY-ESPN, uh, 888-729-3776. This, in case you are just tuning in, here's Jeff Passan, big brain MLB insider on this particular controversial topic.
2: I think it's okay. But I was told by my wife on a walk that it is definitely not okay, you scumbag. Bring that bag <laughs> back to our house <laughs> now.
0: So this happened to you recently. This is tremendous. Uh, what was your you know, reaction? This is not recent. This was this
2: was years ago. And I've been carrying <laughs> I've been like shamefully carrying around bags of feces ever since. <laughs>
0: That's the best part. I mean, he he was so excited to get this off of his chest and just let it loose. All right, let's go to the phones. Matthew in Florida. Ma- Matthew, where are you? What, what do we got on this?
2: I I mean, I think it's perfectly fine to put anything you want in the trash can. Here we are in a revolutionized world where we, where we now have that, uh, trash can cleaning services where they come in there and spray your trash cans out 210 degrees, three hundred or 3,500 PSI. So throw whatever you want in there. Uh, call a trash can cleaner locally to you. I'm sure there's one there. It's about five to six years new and a pretty good industry. So it's perfectly fine. Throw what you want in there. We'll come clean it up.
4: Wait a minute. You're making me hire someone come and clean my trash cans in a whole new industry of trash can cleaning
0: no way you're the one that's worried about a stain on the inside of a
4: trash can which no, is amazing
0: I, I, you blew Jeff pass in and, and, and my my mind I mean I, I, it, it was
4: what's yeah. more ridiculous that we have a trash can cleaning industry or the or, passive. or or that hammer is or worried hammer. about a stain on the bottom of his trash can I don't know which one question. is. Do you, is know, do you know the diseases that are carried around in the poop of dogs? Like, this is how new diseases come about, and I don't you're, want it. You're not going in and eating a leftover steak that was thrown out five days ago for that's in the but, trash but, can. But my hands, keep your dog poop away from me. I don't have a dog. I don't want a dog. I respect your dog. But Ken, I do not want your dog's poop anywhere near anything that is mine.
0: Ken in Montana. Ken, where are you on this very controversial topic here on ESPN Radio?
4: I'm
1: with you, Ian. Why in the heck worry about it? I mean, if you throw your baby's diaper in there, that's going to make your garbage can dirtier
4: than all get out. Wait, wait, wait what? a minute. You're, you're yeah. saying that human poop, poop is dirtier dog. than dog poop? Ken, get out of here. Human poop is much cleaner than dog poop. If you had a choice what? between handling one, you'd clean the human poop. The dog, the dog poop is gross. The dog wait, human poop, poop, is poop, human poop dog. isn't? No, but human poop is is, uh, is cleaner than a dog's poop. It's like, it's a what is wrong with you? You don't know you? what a dog has eaten, dude. I mean, I remember when my kids' diapers were. I mean, I mean, the,
0: the I, smell I, and the aroma would drop a donkey at thirty yards. Also, Are you kidding me?
4: Also, Ian, I don't want your kids' diapers in my I'm, trash can I'm without flying, my
0: permission either. I'm flying to Cleveland, finding a random dog picking it up, and dropping their feces in your trash can. Matt in New York. Matt, you're on ESPN Radio. I'll Where are you on this? I'll call the cops
4: on you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Matt, uh,
1: for starters, I'm just very disappointed that this is what I call ESPN about. But uh, here it is. Uh, <laughs> you you got to let – uh, if it's the night before, the morning of, totally okay. You can't do it if it hasn't been brought in from the curb yet.
4: Would you get angry, though, if a person's going through your trash can looking for cans? Since they going through your trash can? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't want no. it's it's it, uh, you no, Ian, it's trash. just stay off stay off of my property.
0: Then, by the way, Matt brings up a great it's on the curb. That's state at that city and state property. And by the way, Matt brings up a good point. We have to be very clear here. It's pickup day. You can't drop it in the trash can if the trash has already been picked up. That is a very good, you know, disclaimer there that that Matt did bring into the conversation. Ahmad in Austin. Ahmad, you're on ESPN Radio. Fire way, What do you got on this controversial issue?
5: Hey, Goldie, I'm with you. I'm with you 100% all the way. Let me tell you guys a story. And I have to pay 30 bucks a month for my guy's cleaning service that I just now called in because some wise guy chose to drop a deuce of his dog's deuce in uh, you know, my uh, trash can. And guess what? He didn't closed the lid later on that night it rained so now i have a soupy swampy uh, a puddle of dog feces you know in you know at the bottom of my uh (laughs) at the bottom of my trash can because you can't hold it until you get to the crib
0: all right what you had there was a Kadarius tony of uh, dog owners that's what you had right there
4: he was offside by a wide margin
0: The officials just threw a flag. Uh, Unbelievable. We blame passing for this here on ESPN Radio.